This is the magic of compassion. I'm Little Wu, and today's topic or question is how to know the difference between addicted love and healthy love. Thank you for that question. The very primary thesis that I'd like to kind of bring up in this very um, you know short talk is the idea of relying on other people for our happiness. So it could be any type of relationship, and there's different kinds of addictions we have in relationships that are not just in romantic or sexual relationships. We can have an addicted relationship between mother and child, uh, between co colleagues. Uh, so there's many different types of uh, relationships that carry that same dynamic. So it's the, the deeper idea is to notice which relationships you've placed your happiness upon, um, your sense of well-being, your sense of joy and fulfillment. Are they primarily focused on a particular relationship? And you know the dynamics of that is what we're going to look at today. Um, so two big patterns in that kind of reliance that's happening in, in some relationships is to re recognize signs of codependency. Um, and that could be physically, uh, financially, or emotionally. And if you feel that you're depending on this person for your well-being or happiness in some way, whether it's just finances even, or um, your emotional state, then that's, that's a sign of codependency. And the other one is the losing your sense of your own self, your own identity, and that includes your needs. And in that, that can happen very subtly over the course of a relationship because that person's interests or their needs become so much our focus that we even don't recognize that it's it's sub, it's kind of replaced our own. Um, so warning signs can include having uh, increasingly unclear boundaries and dissolving your boundaries and replacing them and stretching yourself in ways that uh, sometimes can be very powerful and helpful in a relationship, but sometimes they're very damaging because they're starting to intrude upon your values and your belief systems, and you start to kind of dissolve who you are in order to fit someone else's criteria. Uh, the other signs are stopping your own self-care. So maybe you're sacrificing your sleep or your, um, you know, way, the way you prefer to eat or the way that you prefer to live in order to please this other person. And sometimes it's not even because they're demanding it of us. It's because we sense what they'd like. And if you've become a people pleaser, then you might just start adapting constantly to what you think they need or what you think they want from you. Uh, another uh, sign, warning sign is the dissolution of your own interests and passions. So things that you used to be interested in, you're like, eh, oh, don't find it interesting at all anymore. And it's sometimes hard to tell whether that's your own phase in life that has shifting, because we all go through different phases and we have different interests. But is it generated from your own heart and because you're listening to your own intuition? Or is it because you've increasingly placed all your interest on their interests. So that's kind of a good question to ask yourself. Is it coming from my own needs and desires and curiosity, or is it coming from wanting to adapt so much to this other person's um, personality and, and character traits? Uh, another one is a constant worrying and constant thinking about this other person and what they like and what they think. And so it's like this uh, it is a form of obsessive thinking where you're always thinking about them. And it's different from lovingly thinking about someone. It's that this compulsive, you know, like everything is always filtered through their eyes and through their dis wishes um, and, or through their worries. So maybe what they worry about has become what you worry about. Or you have your own fears. 
that are obsessively coming up for you in this relationship. So you're worrying constantly about something relate, relating to the relationship. Uh, another one is having more and more difficulty making your own decisions and where you feel like you constantly have to uh, know what they think or know what they would like or know what they would decide or feel like you need their approval in order to go forward with a decision that actually doesn't require them. I mean, there are decisions that do require their input and it's good to collaborate and to brainstorm together and to come to mutual agreement, but not all things require that. And to notice if you're starting to make everything uh, a mutually required decision. Um, another final one is to notice unhealthy patterns or dynamics, like role-playing kind of dynamics, where, for example, you maybe get stuck in the role of always being the one who's defending and they're always the one who's attacking. And if you get locked into those, that can be a form of addiction where you're both kind of locked into a certain way of being and you can't seem to stop doing it. It just happens over and over. Or the person who's really loud and the other person's really quiet. Um, or the person who's the talker and the other person who is the silencer. Um, uh, another one would be um, the one who leaves and the one who's always begging the other to stay. So those are some typical archetypes that we can embody in relationships. And even in another relationship, we might switch roles. We might become the silent one and the other person is more talkative. Uh, so uh, those are all things to think about, dynamics that maybe you've noticed in uh, relationship patterns and to kind of be very conscious. So that's one of the steps of transformation is just being really aware that you're in this dynamic. So I'd like to kind of talk about healthy love, which is not necessarily always the opposite of what I've just spoken about, but that it's a way of really learning to refocus your energy. So if you've noticed that you have been very unclear in your boundaries and your values, then it's time to take stock and really think about what it is that is important to you. When is a no a no? When is a yes a yes? And how to uh, look at your, your value set and how do you live it every day? So those are is a good time to review that. That's something you can do to improve relationship and improve your relationship to yourself. Another thing is to practice regular self-care. Uh, sometimes we end up blaming the other person for our lack of self-care. And just because they do something and we end up doing it with them, it's not really their fault. It's because we haven't made our own uh, requirements as important, so we've just blended in and adapted. So we can't blame someone else um, for bringing us along on their ride. We need to choose which ride we want to be on. So if, the, um, and I tend to be a night owl, and so, you know, whoever I'm with, might notice that pattern and either shift and adapt with me because it's natural for them and it's enjoyable, or it might be really unhealthy for them to stay up late and get up late. So these are all things we have to navigate and learn how to work together on when we're in a relationship. And it's, 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 it's difficult sometimes to really re recognize what is your pattern, what is their pattern, and what is, you, what is your need and their need, and how to find that middle ground. Another practice is to invest in your own passions and to never lose complete touch with the things that are unique to you at the same time as you cultivate um, mutual interests and mutual adventures, which are really important part of the bonding process. So have things that you do together and have things that you spend time investing and growing and developing yourself. Um, and that helps. Uh, one day you might share that thing. So it might be a piece of expertise or uh, something that you've acquired a great skill in that you end up sharing with your loved ones. But it doesn't have to be something that you always do together. 
another thing is to learn the art of communication that's going to be beneficial to any relationship to invest time and energy to actually learn that skill that is often something we learn through osmosis but not really actually taught to us you know in any kind of setting so we learn by watching and sometimes the role models we've had have taught us to communicate in ways that maybe aren't so healthy for us so to model ourselves uh, with really um, inspiring examples and to actually take action and learning and applying and practicing and studying uh, different forms of communication. Uh, one's, one that's really helpful is nonviolent communication or what I like to call compassionate communication. And a couple of other final things I want to mention um, about in terms of the path of developing healthy love is to practice stepping out of habitual roles that you've been used to playing and to recognize, oh, I'm I'm in a dynamic and to just stop, freeze, and to take stock together of, wow, this is happening, pause the moment and step outside of that and look at what's, what's happening and you know, give yourself a little moment to reframe and choose consciously the way that you'd like to react and the way that you'd like to honor the relationship. And I talk about sacred relationships a lot when I'm working with my clients and how to create the art of sacred relationship, which is such a beautiful way to be. And that's not just with a lover or partner. It's with all your partnerships. Eventually, you want to bring this energy to all the different friendships and relationships that you have is this honor and this deep compassion. Um, And so your own healing work is the deepest work that you can do for any relationship. The final thought I want to really bring up is this idea of not trying to get something from someone in a relationship, but to be there to really try to understand each other. Of course, you're going to give each other gifts and and create mutually beneficial experiences and um, share tasks and things like that. So it's not that you don't receive anything, but it's that you don't go out every day trying to get something from them. Even understanding is something that I've caught myself desperately trying to get from someone before where like I wanted so much to be understood so maybe I wasn't looking to be wined and dine but what I was looking for was someone who would really understand me and even desperately seeking understanding can be very difficult in a relationship because it's this condition that you're searching for and it's that energy is is kind of destructive in the end so um, when you when you try to offer understanding as your primary motivation instead of getting it, it changes how you listen and how you speak and how you interact with each other. So think about in your relationships, how much are you putting energy into really understanding and loving each other? And that includes yourself. So make sure that you always include yourself in this dynamic, that that are you really taking care of you? And if you are, then you have more energy to take care of the relationship as well and, and honor each other. And so this art of understanding is a very big piece of having a healthy relationship. All these practices become part of healthy relationship dynamics. And we're all here to learn that in what I call our PhD of compassion and how to be compassionate to ourselves and to others. Thank you so much for joining me. If you're curious about my one-on-one sessions, workshops, or online classes, visit littlewood.org. Lots of love.